0: This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which airs live every Tuesday evening from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by Big Papa Smokers. Big Papa is the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of all-American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, and everything that you need to make a world-class pit out of a 55-gallon drum. Visit them at BigPapaSmokers.com. And by The Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices and pits as well. You can visit them at TheBBQGuru.com. And by Cookshack, a leader in pellet and electric style cookers. Visit them for specials online at Cookshack.com or call them at 800 423 0698. And by Suckle Busters. Suckle Busters products are preferred by competition barbecue cooks, Texas-based, 100% made in the USA, introduced first products to Barbecue Central over seven years ago. You can get in contact with them at SuckleBusters.com, like them on their Facebook fan page, SuckleBusters, or visit TheTexasBBQForum.com. Check them out and see why SuckleBusters means busting with flavor. And by Stephen DeFranco Jeweler, the official jeweler of the Barbecue Central show. Visit them at stephendefranco.com or call 440-943-2700. And by Butcher Barbecue, makers of injections, sauces, and rubs, find them online at butcherbbq.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, a leader in the pellet grill market, you can find out more about their cookers by visiting greenmountaingrills.com. And by CookinPellets.com, a maker of high-quality pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. You can visit them at CookinPellets.com, or you can find them at Amazon.com as well.
1: This is Jim Minion from Two Loose Screws. I'm listening to Barbecue Central.
0: So to get
2: that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and oh! Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea.
1: Welcome to the really big Barbecue Central show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rimpe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening if you want to jump in on the show tonight. More than happy to have you. A phone call it is, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Everything else you want to find out about the show can be found, hey, right there, right at the website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Here's what's happening, in case you didn't get the newsletter a little bit earlier today. It goes out at 1,600 each and every Tuesday, if you didn't know. Head on over to TheBBQCentralShow.com to sign up for the newsletter if you are currently not signed up for it. In about 13 minutes from now, a grand champ this past weekend at the Beltway Barbecue in D.C., Heath Hall, Pork Barrel Barbecue. To recap, 9.35 in his monthly first Tuesday of each month, Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue for Ask Dr. Barbecue. We might be picking Dr. Barbecue's brain about what England is like since he has just returned from the Englands uh, nary 24 hours ago. And then we'll move into the second hour at 10.14, a grand champ this week as well, Travis Clark of Clark Crew Barbecue joining me. And at 10.35 p.m. Eastern, uh, initially listed as an open segment, had a couple cancellations here or there, and then was able to fill with, I mean, who better to fill with than somebody who just dropped a seven-twelve and loose change on his competing field, Donnie Bray, Warren County pork chop. So it's uh, three-fourths competition tonight. One quarter. Ask Dr. Barbecue for your barbecue health. And who knows what else can happen? If you want to jump in, I again am happy to have you. Two one six two two zero zero nine six six, Greg at thebbqcentralshow dot com. Your email address, should you feel fit to write in versus call. Either way is fine. If you'd rather not do either and just lay out and listen to the show happen unfold. With the entertainment value that it brings to you, I'm more than happy to have you do that as well. Right now, blast off an email. Let everybody know that the show is live, streaming on my website, streaming videoly, videoly on OutdoorCookingChannel.com. couple links to t- send them to. Well, first post or the tweet or the group message or Google Hangout or send an email to your complete contacts list. That would be great. Couple different links to send them to. The audio can be found at the BBQ dot com. The audio can be found on iTunes Radio under the Talk section. Just look; it's li- listed alphabetically. Barbecue Central Radio Network. You can get the audio stream there live. Uh, tune in t u n e i n dot com. Search BBQ Central. You will get the live stream there as well. That's audio only. If you want the video, too, the longtime syndication partner is the main place to go to, OutdoorCookingChannel.com slash watch-now. That'll get you right there to the live video stream on your computer, or if you have Roku-style technology, IP television, go ahead and do it there as well. Go to your app store, depending on what platform you have in Roku. Go to the app store, search Outdoor Cooking Channel. It will show up, download it into your app network, and then you can not only Look at the live show through the live stream on OutdoorCookingChannel.com, but you have access to a host of archives through the other shows that Kevin has listed there as well. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the show through iTunes for the Audible replays. That's the most popular way for people to get a hold of the show after it is aired live Tuesdays from 9 to 11. You can also go to the Barbecue for You YouTube page, B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E, the numeral four the letter U. Outdoor Cooking Channel obviously has video replays. And the main clearinghouse for all audio and video replays, thebbqcentralshow.com, as I say each and every week. There is never any reason you should ever miss anything on this show, ever, 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 ever. Hear about it later. Talk about it at this upcoming barbecue competition or event or block party. Somebody talking about something you missed, don't worry. You can absolutely go back. Take it all in after the fact. Here's something that I wanted to play last week. I don't know if a lot of people are into doing this. You know me, I'm always worried that it's going to be too much work in the end. But let me pull this up here. Why you should spiral cut your wiener. Here you go. Here's how you spiral cut a hot dog. Spear the dog directly through its center with a skewer, but if you mess up, don't worry. Hot dog meat is quite forgiving, so you can back the skewer out a bit and start again. Hold the knife at a slight angle and cut all the way down to the skewer as you roll the dog away from you. Cut all the way to the edge, pull the skewer out, and that's it, you're ready to grill. And now, why would you want to do this? Well, there are many benefits to a spiral cut dog. For one, they cook up straight as an arrow, allowing for an even char on all sides, and then they fit in a bun perfectly. The spiral cut also creates more surface area, So you get more crispy caramelized meat goodness and the threads form little crevices. So small chunky condiments like relish and grilled onions don't slide around. And it also looks really cool. So it's a great conversation piece. It's a great conversation piece. I'm trying to remember the last time I saw somebody and I have seen it. Well, first of all, And I can only get the instant feedback from the folks in the instant chat room. But has anybody gone to lengths like this to make sure that your hot dog is as, I don't even know what you want to call it, aesthetically pleasing as possible? Is that that more aesthetically pleasing than a regular wiener? Do you spiral cut your hot dogs, ladies and gentlemen? If you were a hot dog, would you spiral cut yourself, ladies and gentlemen? (laughs) You know, to me, it's like, how much more time is this going to take? Hot dogs are simplistic in their being. They're just wieners that you throw on, you turn a couple, two, three times over, you know, eight, nine, ten minute cook or whatever it is, depending on how hot you have your grill. Maybe you get some char, maybe you don't. To have to insert a wooden skewer into the hot dog to do every single hot dog. I mean, let's say one hot dog takes a minute to do. Maybe you get better, 30 seconds. I mean, you could be looking at 10 to 12 minutes, maybe even longer if you don't get any better at doing the hot dog cutting thing. You could be looking at a pretty big time investment just to put spiral cuts in the hot dog. Patrick Paquette is saying, spiral cut, then wrap in bacon. Yeah, I can see that, but doesn't that take a... Eh, Maybe I can see that more and more than I'm thinking about. I've done the bacon-wrapped hot dogs, and I found it to be aesthetically great and tastefully average in the final review. It looks really good. It tastes really average. Maybe it's a maybe it's the the, the bacon that makes it average? Maybe not. But I'm going to task you guys and everybody that's listening to the show after the fact, if you're going to do hot dogs this coming weekend or next week, take a picture if you spiral cut it, send it to me. Email Greg at Show dot com or a Twitter it out to me. Tweet it out. You can follow me on the Twitter at bbqcentralshow. Same thing on Instagram. Tag me on the Instagram. And the best looking spiral cut weens over the next couple of weeks, you get a free prize out of the Barbecue Central Prize Vault. Just from me to you. How nice is that of me? Super nice. So there's your task, 216 220 Greg at the BBQ Central is the email address. And again, uh, follow me on the Twitter at BBQ Central Show. Uh, same thing on the Instagram. Shen me, shend me. Send me your spiral cut hot dogs. I will judge. And if you are really great, I'll give you a prize. I want to see people get it. Let me know how long it takes you to do like a pack. How many come in a pack anymore? Eight? Ten? Twelve? Depending on where you go, maybe? All right, we're back with Heath Hall out of the break. Want to celebrate National Barbecue Month? Need a gift idea for Dad for Father's Day. How about a Cookshack, Smoker, or Pellet Grill? Make Dad a barbecue genius with this easy-to-use smoker and pellet grill, now until June 12th, it's 10 days from now, you can save 10% off the list price of any Cookshack residential electric smoker. Fast Eddie's Cookshack, FEC 100, or pellet grills, this is a savings of up to $419, depending on the unit that you get. The Smoket, the Smokehead Elite, the Super Smoke Elite, the AmeriQ are the electric smokers that make it real easy to add real wood to your smoked foods. They're inexpensive to operate, energy efficient. Then you have the pellet-fired cookers. The PG-1500 feature four-zone cooking and pellet broil technology. The FEC-100, by the way, is the choice of many championship barbecue teams, guaranteed to hold enough barbecue for all your friends and family. All of their products come with a no-risk 30-day, use it as much as you want, money-back guarantee, nobody else is going to do that. To so order online, just use the promo code BBQMonth. One word, BBQMonth, when you check out at cookshack.com. Or if you call them at 800 423 0698, that's 800 423 0698. Tell their friendly sales staff you want the BBQ Month deal. BBQ Month deal. With a Cookshack smoker, a pellet grill, you can celebrate barbecue every day. Again, hurry because this deal ends 10 days from now, which is Friday, June 12th. The code online at cookshack.com, BBQ Month, one word. If you call 800 423 0698, tell me you want the BBQ Month deal. And remember, you can save up to $419 depending on the unit that you get. It's a great deal. Take advantage of it right now. Let me know if you order one. You're supporting the uh, support this show. I appreciate that. Cookshack would appreciate that. All right, Pitmaster of Pork Barrel Barbecue, New Father, Restaurant Tour, the guy that owns the Beltway Barbecue competition. Heath Hall. Right after this. Stick around, we'll be right back.
3: Casting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Hey,
1: welcome back. 216 220 Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com your ways to get in touch with me. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show is brought to you by Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour, 31 cities, 500000 in cash to be won. The next stop on the tour is this Saturday, June 6, 2015 in Asheville, North Carolina. It's a local qualifier that feeds the top six teams into the Richmond-Virginia regional final. That'll take place on September 5th. Find out more about Sam's Club Barbecue Series. Check the results or to register your team to compete, you can visit kcbs.us slash Sam's Tour. That's kcbs.us slash Sam's Tour. All right, let's go ahead and race to the hotline and welcome in a fellow that just won the Grand Championship out at the Beltway Barbecue Showdown in Fort Washington Maryland this past weekend. You know him. As the pitmaster of Pork Barrel Barbecue, Heath Hall joins me here on the show. Heath, how are you, buddy? Good, buddy. How are you doing, Greg? Absolutely fabulous, Heath. Appreciate you making time for the show. And I know it's been a while since we've been on, so uh, shout out to the newest father pitmaster as well. Look at you, having babies and making business deals and winning competitions. It's like everything's going right for you guys, right?
4: We're, uh, we're having a good year. Um, yeah, I know it's great being a father. Uh, just about five, uh, a little over five weeks ago, uh, my son Hudson was born. And uh, we've uh, had a great year with Pork Barrel and got a new product, our bacon jerky out. Uh, got into all Sam's Club with our spice rub. And now we're uh, starting to, to cook a little bit on the circuit.
1: Is this the, uh, the first little pit master that uh, you and your wife have spawned?
4: This is our first little pit master.
1: So what do you think about being a parent? I'm uh, three times over. The oldest one's 14, going to be a freshman in high school next year. I got one going in the seventh and one going in the fourth. So it's old hat for me. So I love to talk, you know, parent shop with the people that are now being struck with, holy shit, I'm a parent.
4: You know, it's funny. um, I am now appreciating all my training at the Jambo Pit. The Jambo Pit (laughs) is a lot like... The baby about two o'clock in the morning. It, it wants to wake up, and uh, once you feed it, then about every hour or so, it wants to be fed again. Um, so it's it's uh, it's it's kind of similar. But no, it's it's great. You know, he's he's doing really good. Uh, you know, not not getting as much sleep as we're used to, but again, that's another good uh, benefit of being a pit master. Uh, we're not used to a lot of sleep anyway.
1: That's right. Uh, We'll get into some of the the new stuff and and products here, but I wanted to go ahead and uh, quickly review this past weekend's uh, Beltway Barbecue Showdown. So, you know, in years past, uh, is this the same one that you'd normally find in Washington or is that one still yet to be played?
4: That one's still yet to come. That one is the uh, last weekend in June.
1: All right. And are you going to be cooking that one as well?
4: We will, yeah. We're uh, the defending uh, champs there, so we'll uh, try to defend our championship. But a lot of great teams. You know, Tuffy will be cooking. I think that'll be Tuffy's first KCBS contest of the year. Myron comes in. Uh, I think Diva Q's cooking it this year. Hot Wachula's is cooking it. Um, Cereal Griller, Three Eyes. It's it's a, a dizzy pig. It's a, it's a you know really strong. Field.
1: Yeah, a lot of great local and regional teams, but then there'll be some that pull up uh, just because it's a, a very large competition. So, as you look back this past weekend, kind of gearing up for that one, I guess. Uh, you know, what did you like as a you know high level experience this past weekend, and, and what would you like to to get up and tweak here before you do it again?
4: Yeah. Well, first a shout out to Jonathan Jones, who's the organizer of the contest. He does a, a heck of a job. This is the ninth year for the contest, and every year it gets better. Um, I was really pretty happy. This is my second cook of the year. I cooked uh, the Annapolis, Maryland contest at the beginning of May, um, so I haven't had a lot of cooks yet. Um, but I was really happy with everything. Ribs have been killing me, and uh, shout out to Rod Gray, who I've um, picked his brain a, a few times over the last couple of weeks trying to get my ribs right. And uh, I was pleased with the improvement. I still have some ways to go on the ribs, but uh, finished thirteenth in ribs, but. Uh, I'll tell you, the pork butt was probably my best this week, and it finished third, had a really nice flavor in it. Uh had a huge, huge money muscle that uh, was really juicy. Um, brisket, great flavor, but slightly overcooked. I, I struggled to get my slices. The burn-ins were off the hook, um, but the slices were uh, a challenge to get. So I, I finished ninth in brisket. If I, I think if I had uh, maybe taken it off the smoker, 15 minutes sooner uh, probably could have gotten higher. And then chicken, uh, we've been on a really good chicken roll actually since D.C. last year. We changed our recipe um, about, I guess, about 11 months ago now, and uh, we've uh, had a lot of success with with that. And so far this year, we have a first and a fifth in chicken.
1: Heath Hall joining me here on the show, breaking down the Beltway Barbecue Showdown win they had this past weekend in Fort Washington, Maryland. Uh, Heath as far as the meats go, you know, are you Wagyu and are you this uh, Compart Duroc thing that everybody's using now? And are you, you know, specially sourced chicken and all this? I mean, where do you guys sit at with all this meat stuff anymore?
4: Uh, the only specialty meat I really use, um, I, I cook one Snake River Farms Wagyu, and then I cook one choice um, or prime brisket depending on what I have. Sometimes I get it from Restaurant Depot sometimes I grab one from the restaurant, it just really depends. But I do cook one Wagyu, and I would say 85 90% of the time, that's the line I end up going with. Chicken, Uh, you know, I've played around with a lot of things, and I've found that I have uh, just as much success with something I get at the grocery store, like a a Purdue chicken, um, as I do with anything special. I've done the air chilled and all that, but – like I say, first and a fifth this year, and both times they were Purdue chicken thighs that came right out of uh, uh, the counter at the grocery store. Um, ribs, um, I, I have played around with the Compart ribs and, uh, yes, uh, and, and the Duroc ribs, and you know they're, they're, in my opinion, kind of hit and miss. Sometimes they're really good, and sometimes they're just not a lot of meat on them. Uh, and uh, again, ribs are my biggest challenge. And so I've played around a lot, but I've just started using IBP ribs um, or Smithfield ribs that I'm getting locally. Um, they tend to be a little thicker. And uh, pork butts, I'm um, just getting those off the, the shelf at Restaurant Depot or Sam's Club or wherever I happen to be. So the only thing really special that I've used so far this year is, you know, is the Snake River Farms briskets.
1: In the seasoning portion of this Heath, uh, is it all pork barrel barbecue stuff or do you, you know, wiggle around with some other stuff? What's your profile yeah. of choice these days?
4: Um, it's three different things. It's, uh, some of our over the counter stuff. It's some of the stuff that I just make here at home, especially for the contest, um, that we don't sell. Um, and then, um, I use a few friends products, um, that I've liked, um, over, over the years. Um. You know some of Rod Gray stuff I, I like, um, so yeah, it's it's a combination of all three. And then sauces um, with the I, I use our mustard sauce right out of the bottle um, on my uh, pork butts and on my ribs. Um, all the other sauces I make, um, you know, from from scratch at home, uh, kind of variations of of uh, some of our sauces with a little extra honey, some apple juice. Um, pineapple juice sometimes um things like that
1: is the mustard sauce being used as the inherent for the rub
4: it is yeah i, I don't have the guts um, <laughs> to, to put mustard sauce on it at the, at the end there um yeah that would be maybe someday if i i don't want to necessarily have a chance to win a contest and i'm i'm just uh uh gonna see what happens i might turn in uh you know, ribs uh, with mustard sauce, pork with our vinegar sauce. And for chicken, maybe I'll turn in chicken gizzards or something.
1: I mean, is it right there? You're just shooting yourself in the foot and you had an extra, you know, 11, 1200 bucks to spend. You're just going to do it. I mean, it's kind of, in a way it shouldn't be like that though, right?
4: Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. There was a a new brand new team um, at the Beltway barbecue contest this weekend that I had met last year at a contest, and um, they decided that they wanted to start cooking this year. And uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty open with a lot of the stuff I do. And I, and I said, you know, come over, and I'll, I'll uh, I showed them how to build a box. Um, I talked to them about stuff, and, and the guy goes, um, you know, I really love your mustard sauce, and we're going to use that on our ribs. And I said, when are you going to use that on your ribs? You're going to use that at the beginning to adhere the the spice, or you're going to use that to finish it? And he said, Oh no, we're going to you know, glaze it and finish it in the, in the mustache. I was like, you know, I appreciate the, your support, <laughs> but I'm just going to tell you right now that unless your goal is to probably finish towards the end, uh, of the, uh, of the rankings and ribs, don't do it. But, uh, yeah, no, I think it would be, it would be very interesting to see how you would fare if you put together, you know, if you took up like a really good rib cook, like a Rod Gray, say, you know, so you know, the quality of his rib is going to be excellent. And if he put mustard sauce on there uh, to finish it, it would be interesting to see how how that would change.
1: I mean, you you are heavily experienced in the political side of politics, and certainly we can skew into the politics of KCBS. And I could sit here and make an argument that you would probably agree with, and say, "Hey, there's absolutely no reason that we should, on the high level, feel at all uncomfortable putting a." honey glaze or a mustard glaze or anything like that because the ribs are cooked perfect and the profile is great and we're going to turn it in and we have just as good a shot of winning as anybody and the bottom line is that's not true at all we would be Uh, we would be towards the the bottom third at best
4: yeah no if if not potentially
1: disqualified because there might be a yellow tinge and people would freak out
4: no it's it's very true uh there you know I had somebody tell me once, because I, I really am not a fan of the way competition barbecue that wins tastes. You know, I'm, I'm more of a spicy kind of profile guy. If, if I had you over to my house and I cooked something for you, it would not be anything with maybe the exception of brisket, which is similar to how I would cook with chicken, pork, and ribs would not, be nothing like I would cook here. Um, but I had someone tell me once, you know, are you out here to cook what you like or are you out here to win? Because if you're out here to cook what you like, it's a lot cheaper to do it from home. Yeah. You can go lay down in a comfortable bed. If it's cold outside and rainy, you're not going to get wet and cold. Or you might just say, you know, it's cold outside and rainy, so I don't feel like cooking today. Um, and in the end, you know, it's, it's, you're out there to, to compete and win. And uh, we all know what wins. And uh, it, it is a very, I think, narrow uh, window of, of flavor profile that wins.
1: Heath Hall joining me here on the show. uh, Pitmaster Pork Barrel Barbecue won the Beltway Barbecue Showdown this past weekend in Fort Washington, Maryland. Um, Heath, we have uh, some new products uh, that have hit the market for you, uh, one of which uh, was kind of one of those viral things that you kicked out, much like the, uh, I believe, still selling like hotcakes Q cologne. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I can
2: smell you're
4: wearing it through the the computer. Yeah,
1: I bet you can believe it. Uh, Smelling good, man. The monitors are melting. Um, uh, Bacon jerky. Yeah. I mean, if if bacon isn't... I think I've... Me and... Or John Dawson and myself have gone back and forth about the overhype of bacon and when has bacon, bacon, bacon gone too far. And let's just go ahead and test those rubber band boundaries and throw bacon jerky out. And to be fair... I've actually seen bacon jerky start to make its appearances through, I think, like Oberto or, you know, one of the the bigger brand places. So it's not like it completely took me aback. Uh, You know, somebody that I know that has been on the show before going into the foray of jerky. So not beef, but bacon. So why bacon?
4: Yeah, we wanted to do, you know, there's hundreds of of beef jerkies out there, Um, but bacon jerky is, is a newer thing and uh, our bacon jerky we think is a little bit different when you open a bag of our bacon jerky it actually looks like a piece of bacon because it is a piece of of bacon like you might pull out of your refrigerator to make with eggs and bacon in the morning uh some of the bigger brands out there you know it's all chunks and uh not consistent sizes and, and things like that um we uh decided that you know we've been working on uh, this for over a year before we launched it to really try to get it right we launched it with three flavors uh spicy sriracha old-fashioned maple and a honey pepper Uh, we've got two more flavors right now we're working on which are based off of our original barbecue sauce and our sweet barbecue sauce and uh you know if if this uh goes um continues to go how it's been going I um, you know, I can see us uh, expanding into some of the other areas, uh, perhaps a brisket um, jerky, um, pork jerky, things like that. And uh, it, it really is a cool opportunity for us to open up a lot of doors that sauce and rub um, don't open. You know, you've got gas stations, drug stores like CVS or Walgreens. Um, you've got uh, it, actually our first retail client. Was Bed Bath and Beyond? They did an eight-store test. Um, it's been very successful. They're expanding this into 40 stores, um, and have uh, plans to expand this hopefully eventually into all of their stores. Um, you know, that's some some place that sauce and rub may not go. It's also a nice product uh, because it's it's almost instantly consumed, whereas a sauce bottle may sit in someone's refrigerator for six months. You open the bag you know five ten fifteen minutes later it's probably empty and if you like it you know you're probably gonna go back and, and buy uh, maybe over the course of the year ten or, or fifteen bags of it versus maybe a bottle or two of sauce or rub uh... so we're really excited you know, we're, we're trying to build a brand and you know when you build a brand it's a lot different than just building a product and we want to offer multiple product offerings under our brand right now the, the newest thing i'm working on is a, a couple of Breaders, so like a, a fish breader, a fried chicken breader. Um, those are probably a, some of the next products. Actually, the next two products are coming out with two new rubs, a steak rub and a citrus poultry rub, which will be out later this summer.
1: So what's the process of, of bacon jerky? How, take me through, you know, from beginning to when it goes into the bag for purchase.
4: Yeah, uh, so, you know, we, we, we have just bacon, high-quality bacon. So like if you went to the grocery store and bought a pound of bacon, um, you know we're taking something similar to that. Uh, we have a special oven that's being used that uh, it, it, we think is one of the differences in, in the product. Um, it's an oven that uh, is similar to what they use over in Italy to bake um, the clay tiles that you'll see on a lot of roofs, the with like the terracotta. Um, so it's kind of a you know a slow process, um, low and slow. Uh, to try to keep the integrity of the jerky. Now, some jerkies are really tough when you get got to really pull, cool and it feels like you're going to rip one of your teeth out. This isn't that kind of jerky. Uh, it still has a lot of the bacon integrity to it. Um, you know, like I said, we've got several flavors um, that we impart. You know, the flavorings into during the cooking process, and uh, then it goes into a bag. It's uh, vacuum sealed and, and shut. It's got a one year shelf life. Um, Gets put in a box and hopefully it goes and finds a retail store to set in and uh, gets sold and we do it all again.
1: When I open it, do I have a definitive amount of time to eat it before it would technically go bad or as long as I close the bag up, it's gonna be okay until I come back the next time?
4: You know, once you get air into it, it's gonna, it's going, you know, it's just like a rub. Um, If you open up a rub and, and you don't seal it well or moisture gets in there, it starts to impact the rub. Um, so once air hits that, you know, it's gonna start becoming less. La- you know, it's gonna become more like a, a chewy beef jerky. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, you know, if if you open a bag up and you seal it well and you keep it, you know, uh, you know, like in your cabinet or something, it's it's gonna be good for um, several months. Um, but un- unopened from production date to expiration date is one year.
1: Heath Hall joining me here on the show. on uh, talking a little pork barrel products, a new products, bacon jerky available. So when you start out at eight stores, Bed Bath & Beyond, now you're going to go into 40. Do they share with you what benchmarks they're looking for in order to get you into more stores so you can kind of watch it together? They do.
4: Um, there's a, you know, a number of things out there they look at. Uh, one thing is a thing called IRI. It's kind of like the Nielsen's ratings for TV. And I.R.I. data kind of tells you where you are in sales. Um, They also obviously have their internal sales and they have uh, several other jerky products that they sell. And so they look at our sales over those sales um, in a certain period. So if there's say five brands of jerky um, and say there are 20 flavors within those five brands, they'll they'll rank them and see how those go. Uh, It also depends on price point and margins. If, if you come in, uh, like, for example, our barbecue sauce, when it goes into a grocery store, you know, we're several dollars more expensive than, say, a Casey Masterpiece or a Sweet Baby Ray's. But their profit margin is much higher when they sell one bottle of our sauce versus when they sell one bottle of Sweet Baby Ray or Casey Masterpiece. So... It may be, you know, we want to sell one of your bottles for every four bottles of Casey Masterpiece, and that would be kind of financially breaking even for them, um, you know, the same margin. So it kind of depends on your price point. Um, But no, we've had very good success uh, in the eight stores that we're in with the bacon jerky at this point. We're the number one selling jerky that they have in those eight stores, and that's why they've expanded us to the 40 stores coming up soon. Um, If you happen to be in the Reston, Virginia area this Saturday, uh, Brett and I will be there doing a demo with the bacon jerky. So come out and and, uh, you can uh, taste it. That's the Reston, Virginia Bed Bath & Beyond. Uh, It's uh, noon to four o'clock on Saturday.
1: Everybody that's in Reston will be looking to do some bacon jerky partying with.
4: Or if you're in Cleveland, get in the car and come come see us.
1: That's right. That could possibly happen. You never know. It's only a short seven-hour drive down, or maybe eight. I forget how long it is. Um, uh, Heath Hall is the pitmaster of Pork Barrel Barbecue, the competition team, and then half of the Pork Barrel Barbecue brand. Heath, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on.
4: You bet, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, Take care, and we'll talk to you soon.
1: All right, there he is, Heath Hall, ladies and gentlemen. Pork barrel barbecue. And the grand champ this past weekend at the Beltway Barbecue Showdown in Fort Washington, Maryland. And doing quite well on the business side of things. To boot, you would recall that uh, they were on Shark Tank initially with the rub and the sauce and they got Barbara Corcoran to buy in and it's been kismet ever since bed bath and bacon that's right patio daddy bringing the high comedy tonight everybody
5: all
1: right folks let me talk to you quickly about suckle busters award-winning barbecue rub sauces chili kits and texas gunpowder preferred by competition barbecue cooks texas-based 100 percent made in the usa products have won Hundreds of industry awards, including two first places two years in a row at the American Royal Barbecue Sauce Contest. New products from Suckle Busters include this one, Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce. That's right, I've been talking about it for weeks. Based on the Suckle Busters award-winning Honey Barbecue Sauce, this is a thin barbecue glaze and finishing sauce made especially for competition ribs and chicken. It's super sweet, not spicy, super red. They use a special American paprika for that bright red color, by the way. Go ahead and do this. Brush it on the last 5 to 10 minutes of cooking, and it will leave a glossy red sheen on the meat and add an extra layer of sweet flavor. Take your competition ribs and chicken to a whole nother level. Available at local barbecue stores, or you can get it online if you can't wait. SuckleBusters.com. That's SuckleBusters.com. You can call 972 972- three nine three nine five zero nine or you can email sales plural sales at sucklebusters.com to get your hands on some if you don't want to do any of that and you feel lucky right now you can win a free bottle of the sucklebusters award winning honey I'm sorry uh, sucklebusters honey barbecue glaze and finishing sauce email me right now Greg at the BBQ central show.com and in the subject line, put D.C. Barbecue, D.C., Delta, Charlie, D.C. Barbecue. You can win a free bottle of the Suckle Busters Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce. Again, SuckleBusters.com. That's SuckleBusters.com. Ask Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy. coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back.
3: 774480433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rippey.
1: All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ This portion of the barbecue Central Show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. How about a medium-sized one? They got you covered there, too. Something to take on those tailgates for camping trips. No problem. You are covered on that end as well. They can also supply you with premium pellets to fire those cookers. Check them out at GreenMountainGrills.com. I love mine. You could love your Green Mountain Grill, too. GreenMountainGrills.com, the website. So be sure to check that out. Now let's do a little bit of this. If you got questions about
2: barbecue or grilling, maybe as a hobby or even a business, looking to get an
4: expert's point of view, why not ask Dr. Barbecue? You can submit your questions by clicking on the Ask Dr. Barbecue tab on the website. The doctor is in. Here's Ray Lampe
1: with his nurse, Greg Rimpey. Dr. Barbecue. That can only mean Ray Lampe joining us here on the show. Ray, how are you, buddy?
3: Well, good, Greg. How about
1: you? Good. No, long time no here. No doubt, uh, doing absolutely fabulous. Appreciate you making time for the show tonight. And uh, you know, as I understand, I mean, we're probably not even 24 hours outside of you being back in the great country of the United States of America.
2: Well, it's a little over 24, but not much. Uh, yeah, we just got in last night. I'm still trying to adjust to the little bit of jet lag.
1: Yeah, kids now you're coming back into the time zone instead of jumping. Oh, wait. Wait, is that right? Yeah. You you went forward, was it five hours or six hours or whatever it is over there?
2: Uh, yeah, I, it's five. I quit trying oh, to figure it out. It, goodness. It, just kind of go with whatever you're in there, and it's hard. If you start thinking about it, it gets you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ray Lampy joining us here on the show for the monthly Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. For those that have no idea what we're talking about, uh, Ray, tell us what you've been up to uh, and why you were out of the country.
2: I was just in England, in Manchester, for grill stock.
1: Uh, they now have
2: a real stock festival, wow. one in three the original in Bristol and this one in Manchester. And there'll be a new one this year in London.
1: So w- when do they all take place? You
2: know, they bounced
1: around a lot over the years. They, they, you know,
2: they, it's, it's been an ongoing project trying to make it all fit. Um, so we just finished Manchester Bristol, I think is 4th of July weekend or wow. maybe the weekend right after or something around 4th of July. And then, um, and then the other one's in the fall, I think Labor Day weekend. That's a new one in London. It's going to be big, and I believe that is going to be a KCBS contest. They have not confirmed it yet, but I don't see anything in the way, and I think it's going to be KCBS this time.
1: So that will be like a KCBS contest tucked into a festival, like you know a lot of the, the traditional KCBS contests here, or is this yeah. going to be just a, a standalone Grillstock KCBS event?
2: Yeah, no, it's yeah, it'll be a big festival as well. And and there will be additional categories that'll be judged in the traditional grill stock fashion, which means on live we have the judges sitting there in a row and the entries come up one every three minutes. They come around around the back, so it's pretty much blind judging. We uh, you know, they, we have when you have six judges that you've handpicked, you don't have to really worry about them too much. They're they they do not care whose entry it is. So it's so we'll do the extra categories in that fashion. That's how we did all the judging over the weekend, and the top teams continue to win every time we do it. Um, But we wanted, for a big contest, it's hard to do it. The concept is every judge or every piece of meat is judged by the same six or seven judges. At 25, you can do it, two categories a day, spread out, you can do it. Anything more than that, it's pretty impossible. Nobody can eat that much Uh, So we had no choice, but if we're going to have a bigger one, let it be KCBS. But KCBS is rocking in Europe, so why not be part of that as well?
1: Do you attribute KCBS and the popularity to the fact that people just have some type of a a now evolving passion for barbecue, or has KCBS gone over and above and kind of uh, infiltrated and generated their own uh, interest and excitement for barbecue?
2: Uh, I, no, I think they're the beneficiary of it for sure. The, the the interest in barbecue is just rabid. And, and of course, the Internet makes it, you know, these guys from all over the world can listen to this. They can come on all the forums. They can interact. You'd be amazed at Grillstock stock this time. Last year it happened at the one I was at, and this year I'll be at all three. But every single entry in the four categories that counted looked exactly like a KCBS entry. Uh, all had parsley beds. All every entry we saw was parsley bed. Uh, every chicken entry was thighs. Uh, most of the brisket had burnt ends in it. We tasted some blues hog type stuff. Uh, so the people are really, they're, they're accustomed to it. They know about it, but they, KCBS has become the world standard. I mean, nothing else has stepped up over the years. And KCBS, for whatever reason, you know, what they, wrote down on that napkin in that bar all those years ago mm-hmm. continues to work it, it's you know it's amazing how little it's changed over the years and it continues to work and and that's why it's it's working out over there you know they want they want a good standard just like we did it, it it's interesting to watch it you know england's the only place i go i haven't gone to holland or germany or any of those other places yet but it it mirrors so much what we were doing 25 years ago we just wanted a standard that we could, you know, depend on, and KCBS has filled that.
1: And judges are being trained the same way over there as they are here in the states.
2: I I, I believe so. I'm really not that involved with it. Um, I just know what I see in here and and talking to the teams and seeing the food. How most of it is is going on over on the other and con- on the continent, not in England, and so I really am not that familiar with it. I believe the same few people are doing the judge training. I think that's the theory to make it exactly the same as over here.
1: So you're a pretty progressive guy, if I can say so, uh, Ray, without sounding like I'm sucking your ass here and I'm not. Do you find it at all? I mean, it's it's great that they're trying to emulate the turn-ins and and the flavor profiles that you mentioned, but... Wouldn't you like to see some kind of of divergence or originality in that kind of a thing to to really have it like the old days where guys are trying to, you know, one up each other with I'm going to bring this spice this time or or this sauce this time instead of all trying to fit into a a very narrow profile, as Heath Hall said just last segment, in hopes of winning?
2: Yeah, I talked about that a lot this weekend. Uh, The way we judge, the judges sit on a little stage lined up to six or seven judges. And I, have a, I actually have a bar right next to them with a couple of bar stools and liquor. Yeah, And uh, and I talk to the crowd while they're judging because it is new to them. They don't know what's going on and they are curious. So I talk to them and I talk to them a lot. And and I explain to them that the entries when we started six years ago at Grillstock were horrendous. We saw anything you could imagine. And to this day, our rules re- allow... Anything in the box, Uh, the three extra categories, wings and burger and chef's choice, they can do anything they bring up. It's kind of like the typical American. They can bring up boards with food on it and stuff. But the four categories. They have to put it in a a typical styro box. But we allow any garnish, any garnish that's edible or attached to the meat for the people that want to pick about the bone. Um, And in the beginning, we saw everything. We saw fruit. We saw cabbage. We saw anything you could think of in there. And now we see nothing except parsley. And yeah, it does disappoint me um, that we that it moved so fast. You know, it took us 25 years to get to that crap, basically. But uh, over there in five years, it has come right to it. I think, and, I, and, and frankly, it's nothing like anyone would eat in a restaurant in England. You know, I, I mean, the food is so sweet and they just don't eat food like that. And, and it's disappointing to me to see that. I think and I hope that it will evolve then past that. You know, they're at the baseline now. I think it'll evolve past that. But you know what? Who knows? You know, everybody's scared to do anything. Like Heath was talking about the mustard sauce. You know, it sounds like a good idea, but nobody's got the balls to try it. Um, you know, the the it, it, interesting thing. So we saw the chicken this at Grillstock a couple of days ago, I mean, it was very much like American chicken. A couple of them had light sauce or no sauce, but they were sculpted thighs, just like you'd expect to see. Some with six, some with eight, some with nine, exactly what you'd expect to see. And the judges were complaining about it because we talked to the judges as they're judging and the cooks can listen. And then the burger round came. Well, we saw everything from a a like a falafel vegetarian burger in a pita to a chicken burger, to a pork burger with a pineapple on it, and some a bunch of beef burgers. And you know, when we started talking to the judges at the end, they all said, "Well, gee, you know, that stuff's all fun and all, but we'd really rather like." a plain cheeseburger, you know, with a little tomato on it and some bacon, maybe, and a nice bun. And that's all we need. And I told him, I said, well, be careful what you wish for, because <laughs> we all complained about the chicken, how it was so boring. Next year, we're going to get 12 exactly the same plain burgers. You know, I guess it's the nature of the competition. It does disappoint me because uh, their tastes are different. Their food is different. And they're scared to do anything except what they read about on the internet. <clears throat>
1: Well, uh, I guess we'll see how that evolves. And, uh, you know, one thing that I guess nobody can argue is, A, the popularity and the continued growth overseas, but obviously the continued growth here and popularity. So uh, we'll see how that shakes out here over the next uh, months and years of competition barbecue. Uh, Ray, one of the other things I wanted to ask you about, uh, and I can't believe I forgot to mention as I was going through the introduction here, Hall of Famer Ray Lampe. Um, One of the – is it – Announcements, uh, and it was done by himself, uh, Stephen Reichlin uh, that he's going to be going in as a uh, Hall of Fame inductee, 2015, this year at the American Royal, under which I could not believe the celebrity slash humanitarian category, which I was supposed to go under this year. Nevertheless, if I it's, the vote was close. If it's, if it's if it's if I have to get beaten out by one guy, I mean, I guess it's Stephen Reichlin uh, but in all seriousness, you know, Even when you,
2: you're OK with that one, Greg uh,
1: this time. Yes. Uh, next year, I, I can't think of anybody that should be beating me. So Stephen Reichlin was the only one hanging out there that I was going to be OK with. Um, you look at his career in barbecue and and the legacy that he's leaving and what he's still currently doing. Even as, and I always say, you know, let's do away with those categories and let's just usher in, you know, three, four, five people a year just as they are because people know who they are and they should be in there. Um, I'll still say you should be a pit master, and I still say that Adam Perry-Lang should go in as a pit master and Stephen Reichlin should go as a pit master. But, I mean, he's seen a lot of business. I mean, you could make an argument that he could probably go in uh, maybe even as as all three because he's so successful in a lot of different areas. Nevertheless.
2: I think that's a lot of guys are fitting into more than one category i think that's part of the problem
1: yeah absolutely uh, and and you're making my point for me so i thank you for that uh, but i mean as you as you kind of look at what he has been able to accomplish over his career i mean there's is, is there anybody more deserving than steven reichlin to to finally get this honor
2: well you know it's hard to say is there anybody because there's we're so late in doing this, that there's a lot of people that belong in the barbecue Hall of Fame. But I don't know how anybody, even I mean, Stephen, first time I met Stephen, I thanked him for opening all the doors that I get to walk through. And, you know, I a lot of people thank me in that fashion. Stephen was there before I was. And and uh, I remember when I got my first book deal, they wanted me to write three books because Stephen's books were just starting to kick ass. And, and they thought, you know, we got to jump on this bandwagon. We need somebody to do that for us. And and I'm not the prolific writer that Steven is. I mean, he writes, uh, his books are just over the top compared to what anybody else writes. And, uh, and I, you know, I mean, I've obviously made a career out of it, but I've never scratched what he's done in the cookbook business. Um, and, uh, he certainly deserves it.
1: Uh, Ray Lampe joining us here on the show for the Ask Dr. Barbecue segment to ask a com If you want to Right in and have a question answered by Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampe. I do have uh, one question, by the way, uh, Ray, that came in that I want to ask you about since we missed it last time. Uh, and it, this one, since it's getting, well, I mean, in Cleveland, it's not getting any warmer out. I mean, it was 45 freaking degrees here last night, if you can believe it. People were covering their shrubs June 1st. I couldn't believe it because they're afraid of the frost that's coming. But inevitably, at some point, it will get warmer here and people are going to be outdoors cooking more and more. So people want to do burgers. And so the question is, ask Ray if you can have him give us what he thinks is the best burger recipes. And, of course, starting out with that base, you know, meat and fat and should you grind your own and shouldn't you grind your own, all that good stuff.
2: I, I'll tell you exactly what I do. Now, when I go to, we got Publix as the main grocery store here. They have chuck round sirloin and they have something they call market ground beef what that is is the trimmings that they're grinding in the store cuz they do you know they don't they don't cut up animals but they still cut up those prime the primal pieces and there's a lot of scrap and they do grind that up and and it's actually store ground meat it's a combination of probably all pretty good stuff and i buy that all the time and i'm totally happy with it so if your store ask the guy cuz that chuck that, that round and that sirloin at Publix is all coming out of a big tube, got ground somewhere far away. They'll regrind grind it to make it look like it just got ground. But that stuff is not getting ground at the store the first time. So don't buy that stuff. Now, if you can find meat that's being ground at the store, yeah, I'm comfortable with that. I rarely grind meat. I ground some pork today to make Italian sausage. Um, and I'll. so I, I'm, I'm fully set up to ground beef if I feel like it, but I don't see the reason to. I can get that good ground market beef. And I will make, I have a scale in my kitchen. The patties will all weigh exactly the same. And I pat them out by hand and push it down in the middle. And I got a big green egg and it's hot as hell. And I grill them. And for me, it's usually Swiss cheese on there and some bacon. Toast a bun. Don't don't cheap out on that. Make sure you toast the bun. I don't like a lot of toppings on mine, but um, like I was saying, make it kind of simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't make a damn meatball burger. Or smash it down and put. Take your thumb and push a big hole down in the middle.
1: Don't let Ted Reader hear you say that. Oh my God! He does those flip-top head burgers that look like, you know, uh, they look like softballs on steroids. Or so, but he's stuffing them full of like us hockey puck stuff in them. I mean, he's that guy's a crazy man in a good way, isn't he?
2: Uh, I've cooked a lot of different things with Teddy. He's nuts. Yeah, he, uh, yeah absolutely, there is, absolutely. You will never meet anybody more creative than <laughs> Ted Reader in the kitchen. He is a fun dude.
1: When it comes to finishing temperatures of the burger, do you look to hit a, a certain temperature? Or is it just a feel thing or is it just strictly time because you know the heat you're dealing with?
2: Um, I like a medium rare. Yeah, I can usually tell just by temp or feel, but you want to get it caramelized. You know, make sure your grill's hot. If you don't get some good crunch on the outside, um, nah, I don't know, probably 125, 30 degrees. I like them
1: pretty rare. I mean, you're still living, so I mean, it could be a, a dumb question, but I mean, do you ever, I mean, you always hear about you got to take ground beef to 175 degrees or, you know, whatever it is to make sure that you're 55. killing out the NAS 155. Um, I mean, do, do you worry about, I mean, medium rare is like 125 degrees or 130 degrees or something like that.
2: No, I mean, I'm pretty sure something else is going to get me before rare ground beef does. I, I doubt that that's what will end up killing me. So, no, nah, I'm not scared of it. I mean, I, I mean, I'm careful when I serve it to people. You know, a lot of that stuff, if you ever go take the food service classes and you read through the lines – you know, you if you have children, if you have people that are immune compromised, if you have old people eating, you know, they're they're much more susceptible to that stuff. And and it does happen. But people do get sick. I mean, healthy people get sick, too. But I, I just figured, if, you know, the, the way I've lived my life, uh, if I die from eating a raw hamburger, <laughs> I, I'll be really surprised. Uh,
1: you're going to be doing the other two grill stocks uh, in the near term. What are you going to be doing here that we can catch up with you?
2: Um, I was in Sports Illustrated last week. I don't know if you saw that. Swimsuit cover? No, no, unfortunately. Oh, they wanted no? me for the swimsuit. I couldn't make it. I mean, this one here, uh, <laughs> they right. did a, an advertorial by, paid for by the Pork Board, and Sports Illustrated called me and interviewed me and did a whole grilling thing and featured my new book, Flavorize, which was really cool. Awesome. I mean, Sports Illustrated, that you know, we all been reading it since we're kids. Yeah. Uh, that's a big deal. So that was a very fun one. Uh, I did an episode of Chopped as a judge in the studio a long time ago, and it's finally going to air June 16th. And I I was part of Food Fighters, too, the show with Adam Richman that we shot about a month ago. I don't know when that's going to air, but it'll be on NBC this summer. So I got lots going on.
1: Are you watching the new season of Barbecue Pitmasters, or could you care less?
2: I haven't had a chance. Um, Leanne's a good friend of mine, so Sandy taped that one for me while I was in England, and I'll watch that one. But... Um, uh, you know, for me, every time I watch it, I see these guys cooking the same damn thing, you know. Um, I feel sorry for Myron and Moe and Tuffy having to act like it's something different every
1: time. Paycheck's a paycheck, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Oh. Yeah. oh, Nobody wants to say it. All right. I'm sure it leads to the bigger and better things. Uh, Ray Lampy can be found on this show once a month, the first Tuesday of every month, by the way. You can check him out at drbbq.com, Ray. I always appreciate the time. We'll see you again next month. Uh, My pleasure, Greg. Good talking to you. All right, there he is. Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue.
2: Go Blackhawks.
1: Go Blackhawks. Go Michigan. They won, I guess. You'll never hear me say go Michigan outside of the fact that I am huge. Go Michigan on the softball side of things. They were down 0-1 in the Women's Championship World Series, Women's College World Series. Lost Florida last night. They should not have lost to Florida last night. I just got a text message from my wife upstairs saying that they just won the game. So that's great. You go to the pivotal third game tomorrow. Can't wait. Can't wait. You know what I can't wait for? More butter grilling oil from ButcherBarbecue.com. You heard me. ButcherBBQ.com. Look, we all know that Butcher's is well known for their injections. The pork, the beef, the prime injection, the bird boosters, the open pit pork injection, now they have the grilling oils, smokehouse, I'm sorry, the steakhouse, the chipotle, and the butter, sweeping parquet right out the door, by the way. If you haven't tried the butter-flavored grilling oil in replacement of parquet, you're doing yourself a disservice. you got to try it. You go to butcherbbq.com, you hook up with a bunch of that with a bunch of the rub i love the honey rub used it just this past week i'm gonna use it saturday night when i have a huge and i say huge smoke roasted buffalo chicken wing cook because i gotta move furniture out and get the carpet down new carpet coming into the central studios so head on over to butcherbbq.com and check out all their products don't worry about breaking the bank when it comes to shipping items totaling up to 55 dollars ship at eight dollars and 50 cents between 55 and 200 ship at 975 and anything over 200 ships for free tell you each and every week buy 201 dollars worth of stuff save on the shipping and trust me there's plenty of stuff for you to get 200 dollars worth of stuff don't think you're just gonna have to be buying the same stuff over and over and over again and you might want to buy the same stuff over and over again because it's so good do it. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. We're back to wrap up right after this. Stick around. The first hour. Okay.
3: Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show.
1: All right, it is a real quick wrap at the top of the hour here. We're getting ready to load. Hold on a second here. We're getting ready to load for the second hour. Uh, I'm going to refresh my drink. Lots to get to here on the second side. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Hi,
4: this is Bobby Lempinski from Cleveland, Ohio. And you're listening to Barbecue Central.
3: From my heart
0: and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention?
1: Happy to have you aboard here for the Really Big Barbecue Show.
5: We cook because we have to and we grill because we want to. Fine. How's going?
3: <laughs>
6: you have a great show. of a big fan. So what? What? What seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle.
1: Charbono, Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What?
5: He ate 50 for wieners.
1: But listen, Labernia, shake a shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs>
5: We have top men working on it right now. Ooh. Top men.
1: All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. You have found the Barbecue Central Show. We talk about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling here. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, two one six two two zero zero nine six six. Email Greg at thebbqcentralshow dot com. Happy to have you. Should you see fit to jump in? If you missed the first hour, shame on you. You missed Heath Hall from Pork Barrel Barbecue. We talked about bacon jerky, if you can believe it or not. We also talked with Hall of Famer of the uh, Barbecue Hall of Fame style, Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue, this past CD. I bet I'm the only person who listens to this show, has the music CD. Not the only person. Don. We... In a related story, we might be the only two people that have it on CD. Aren't we the two lucky ones, Don? Absolutely. Still to come on this show tonight, the weekly barbecue roundup, Travis Clark from Clark Crew Barbecue and Donnie Bray, Warren County Pork Choppers. The 2015 Sam's Club Barbecue Series rolled into Hendersonville, Tennessee this past weekend. This was a local event that fed the South Haven, Mississippi, no, South Haven, is it Missouri? Yeah, Mississippi regional final. Those top six teams moving uh, moving on in particular order, winning it, fat, drunk, and stupid. 703.4, wow. Cubones Barbecue gets reserved with a 6.97. Barry and Erica finish third with a 6.91. Three Hot Coals Barbecue finishes fourth with a 6.913712. Barry and Erica got a 3.828, so huge close. Blind Hog Barbecue won fifth place. They're moving on with a 6.90. And Eat More Butt Barbecue 6.89.09. So. Your discrepancy of scoring, or your difference between one and six, very close—four points, give or take. It's been as many as you know, twenty, thirty points for crying out loud. So this was a very hotly contested, a seven oh three point four, a huge score. Uh, don't forget the next Sam's Club event, as I said earlier in the first hour, this coming weekend, June sixth in Asheville, North Carolina, a local qualifier feeding the Richmond, Virginia regional. And good luck to all those competing. All right, let me go see if I can't find the weekly barbecue roundup. And we will hook you up in the right way with what happened in competition barbecue this past weekend. Here we go with the latest edition of the barbecue roundup covering May 29th and May 30th, 2015. Starting out with... The Kansas City Barbecue Society. Barbecue for a stop in Fond du Luc, Wisconsin. Did I say that right? I don't care. But winning that one, Tim's Full Belly Deli with a 672. Smoking on the Lake in Monroe City, Missouri. Winning that one, Pitmaster IQ Barbecue with a 700.5. Royal George Holy Smoke Barbecue Showdown in Cannon City, Colorado. Winning that, Clark Crew Barbecue. With a six ninety four point eight next Horsetown Brew and Q Festival in Norco, California, Porterhouse Barbecue winning that one with a seven oh eight point five. Wow, Smoking in Steel in uh, uh, Watana, Minnesota, Dry to the Bone wins it six eighty three point nine. Hog Wild Barbecue Cookoff and Family Festival in Brookhaven, Mississippi, uh, mm, Missouri, Missouri, Mississippi. I'm going to say Mississippi. Red-eyed Smokers wins at six ninety three point seven. How about Pig Mania in Lima? Yellow River Barbecue wins that one with a seven zero five point seven. Whoa! How about the Mondonk Up and Smoke Barbecue Fest in Swansea, New Hampshire? Stubborn Bull Barbecue wins that one at a six eighty six point two. The Fourth Annual Valley Veterans Barbecue Competition in Valley, Nebraska. Parrot Head Smokers winning that one with a 687.4. Carnivores Classic in Missoula, Montana winning that one. Lone Star Smoke Rangers with a 682.7. Smoke on the Prairie in Brimfield, Illinois winning that one. Monster Q, 678.7. How about the Kelly Wilson Memorial Barbecue Competition in Kansas City, Missouri winning it. 913 Barbecue with a 706.2. Pig and a Jig Barbecue Festival, Snow Hill, Maryland, winning at Serial Griller with a 686.7. The Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour in Hendersonville, Tennessee, Fat, Drunken, Stupid, winning that one with a 703.4. The Rotary Club, Bearden, QFest, Knoxville, Tennessee, Warren County Pork Choppers winning that one with a 712.5. Oh my! Piggin in the Park, Woodruff, South Carolina, winning it. Potts Barbecue, 689.2 flat. Beltway Barbecue Showdown, Fort Washington, Maryland, Pork Barrel Barbecue winning it with a 674.7. Rockin' Western Rendezvous in Loveland, Colorado, winning at Smokeaholics, 696.53. Looking at the FBA, nothing in the FBA. Going over to the great state of Texas, a few things here that we can cover. IBCA, not sure of exactly how many teams in San Antonio, but the Texas Barbecue King Tour took place. And Burnt Bean Barbecue took grand champion in that one. The IBCA for Decatur Barbecue Challenge, J3 Barbecue, won that one. The IBCA, Arkansas, 17th Annual State Championship, Just Add Sauce, won it. The LSBS, Lone Star Barbecue Society, winning that one. The Round Rock, Texas, Boyer's Barbecue Cook-Off, Patrick Mullins, which is P.M. Cookers, hey, that's your weekly competition roundup. Now back and more of me. Take it away, me. Hey, more of me. All right, so that's the second weekend in a row. Patrick Paquette, by the way, uh, did get reserve grand champion in his event this past weekend. Uh, so just so you're aware, I want anybody to say that I'm leaving people out. Or not, I'm not saying anybody is, but uh, as Patrick easily pointed out, So this is what happens on Saturday night uh, or Sunday night, as it was for this particular production. I go to the KCBS website. I copy and paste results for the weekend, and then I post it into a text page, and then I just read it off. So it's the name, it's the score, and it's the uh, winner listed. And that's all they list in KCBS is the winner. And then I follow suit with the Florida Barbecue Association, which I guess was off this past weekend and uh, the Texas stuff because my embedded reporter Doug Scheiding from Road Cooker is my Texas uh, uh, my Texas embedded guy that gets me all the information there so uh, that's what's happening there that's why I only read the winners because that's what's uh, easily fashioned for me and as we all know as little work for me as possible that's me I like it if it's free it's me right absolutely (laughs) nevertheless Congratulations again to Patrick Paquette and the basic Patrick barbecue team, longtime loyal listener of this show, and in-studio guest last year for his uh, first RGC. Congratulations. Okay, let's see. Current KCBS Team of the Year standings. This was updated yesterday for me. Iowa Smokey D still sitting atop the kcbs team of the year standings then you have clark crew barbecue team then you have the american dream barbecue team then getting basted and then rounding out the top five cereal griller the fba team of the year standings which according to the fba website updated april 11th Uh-oh. is this accurate hot Wachulas sitting atop sweet smoke q in second blitzkrieg barbecue third Swamp Boys 4th, Cedar Creek Barbecue 5th, and if this is completely incorrect, don't blame me. That's what the website says for crying out loud. So, get off my back, Jack. Uh, Coming up out of the break, Travis Clark, Clark Crew Barbecue. As a matter of fact, Where is that? Oh, gosh. I'll find it. Oh, I'll find it. Don't you worry about it. There it is.
0: Booyah.
1: The longest-running sponsor of this show is Krieg Barbecue. <laughs> Sorry. Angela Iverson is updating the Florida Barbecue Association on the uh, Barbecue Central mm. show. Uh-oh. <laughs> Thank you, Angela. Uh, the longest-running sponsor of the show is the Barbecue Guru. Gang, if you have been thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices for your cookers, stop here. This is the one that you're going to want to get. They created the technology. Why are you going to buy it from anybody else? I don't know. If you're not familiar with how these little beauties work, let me give you a brief Introduction. Imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature, and once set keeps it running at that set temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not. It's real life. You can take advantage of this technology today. Now, maybe you are a busy working professional. Perhaps you're constantly on the run with kids, and you're doing errands, and quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set around and tend pit temperatures. I get it. Barbecue Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or a couple slabs of ribs. You're off to do whatever it is you need to get done, and the Barbecue Guru maintains that temperature set at that. Number of different models to choose from. How about the CyberQ Wi-Fi? You have a smart device, some kind of smart device. Um, you can take full advantage of that with CyberQ Wi-Fi can run two different pits you can take internal temperatures of up to four different meats you can make pit adjustments right from your phone or tablet netbook laptop as long as it's connected you're ready to go you have the party queue as well 149 dollars for most cookers got a facelift last year easiest point of entry in the pit temperature control device arena self-contained package runs on double-a batteries go from cooker to cooker to cooker it's fabulous Look at the Onyx Oven as well if you're looking for a cooker. But first, do yourself a favor. Head on over to The Guru, thebbqguru.com. Check out their products. Call them, 800-288-GURU. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box, 800-288-GURU, or visit thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. It's Travis Clark out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back.
3: Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampy. All
1: right, welcome back. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show is brought to you by Cookin'Pellets.com. That's right, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet driven cookers. Visit cookinpellets.com for more information or to purchase. I'm not gonna avoid any warranties. Don't buy that VS from your pellet grill manufacturer. You can visit Amazon.com to purchase cooking pellets as well. Again, those two websites, cookandpellets.com, C O O K-I-N, Cookinpellets.com, or you feel more comfortable working with the big names in the industry amazon.com and then search cooking pellets thanks to Chris Becker and the good folks over at cooking Pellets for their continued sponsorship of this show uh, my next guest the pitmaster of the second currently second KCBS team of the year in that race uh, just won the Royal George Holy Smoke barbecue showdown in Cannon City Colorado this past weekend let's go ahead and race over to the hotline. And welcome back in, friend of the show, Travis Clark.
6: Hey, how's it going?
1: What's up, Trav? How are you, buddy?
6: Man, I'm doing really good.
1: Yeah, I bet you are. You've been uh, stringing them together here over the last uh, number of weeks, having a really good run at it. So I figured we'd chase you down here and obviously take a look back at the, this past weekend, but also you know kind of see what's good and working for the Clark Crew barbecue team over the last uh, weeks here so. As you look back at uh Cannon City, Colorado, I guess, you know, first question that I always have when you get into altitude Travis is, you know, is that something that you are really sitting on the top of your head with as you game plan for your cook is uh, elevation and, and how that can or can't affect your cook going forward that weekend.
6: Yeah, you know, we we did it one other time. Last year we did that Colorado Rockies invitational.
3: <laughs> yeah.
6: And we we're we we're pretty much exactly the same elevation this weekend. The thing I noticed about that it took me a lot longer to get my pit up to temp, you know, with a lack of oxygen. But really once once it got up to temp, everything cooked about the same. You know, it took about the same time. Your your finish temps are, are, are a little lower. But, you know, it went pretty good.
1: So to get it up to temperature, is it just something where you have to allot for more time for the build up or are you using anything to, to help it along its merry little way?
6: I uh what I did, I kind of pre-lit, you know, uh, a, a stack of charcoal in my pit, you know, about 11 o'clock at night, and uh, when I came out, you know, I lit my pit at 3.30, went and lit my charcoal basket at 3.30. It was already sitting at about 125 degrees, so it didn't take it, you know, a real long time to get up to temp, but it did take longer.
1: Travis Clark joining me here on the show. Uh, this particular contest saw 32 teams try their hand at winning grand championship. And then you look at top five, I mean, you know, some of the best teams out there currently right now, yourself winning, Joe Bob's uh, coming in reserve, uh, Kelly Wertz and four legs up. Barbecue has been doing it almost longer than anybody anymore. Takes third place, Smokeaholics, and you have uh, uh, Dave Qualls and American Dream Barbecue team uh, taking fifth place and, you know, not even 20 points separating you guys. I mean, that's a pretty stiff competition for sure, right?
6: Oh, yeah. It seems like every weekend that's how it's been lately, especially when you're button head with walls that gets old
1: (laughs) now i mean when you show up anymore because of the success you've been having i mean not only this year but uh, obviously last year as well i mean is it almost double pressure to a degree you want to go in you want to win you want to stick to your program and all that stuff as a team but do you feel any additional pressure from the teams trying to maybe they don't even have a shot at winning uh, as good as you or maybe they're just new and all they want to do is kind of cut their teeth and say hey i finished uh, ahead of Clark Crew in a category or I finished ahead of them in the overall standings and, and like that's their win for the year
3: yeah
6: I don't know you you hear guys say that you know and I try to tell them exactly opposite I was like you know just cook your cook I mean it none of us control it I mean we do what we do and turn it into the judges and it's up to them you know so I mean you know I had guys this weekend asking me about you know Dodge and cook, you know, and I I don't want to turn in with claws. I don't want to turn them him. I was like, dude, take your box up and turn it in. I mean, (laughs) you know, there's nothing you control. You don't want to stand there and let your food get cold. You know, just turn it in. You know, I don't know. It's not, it's not a big enough contest where you really have choices, you know, in between trays there, you might be standing there for two, three minutes.
1: Well, you know, that is, I mean, me,
6: me, I got stuff to do.
1: If you, if you could pick anything, you would want to pick whatever these uh, tables of deaths are. That would be the one you want to pick not to be on. Not, I mean, you would, would you rather turn in with David and not be on a table of death?
6: Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. If you, <laughs> what if you, you know, stand there and, and miss the, miss the tray that you could have got on with him guys. And, and then you sit down on one and it's the table of death. Now, if there's two trays, sitting there side by side and both of them got five boxes on them and you know if i have my choice and i'm turning in brisket especially no i don't want to be with claws. i'll take the other tray all day long but if i walk up there and there's one tray sitting there i'm going on with them i'm not i'm not dodging that you know i mean it's i don't know i mean if i guess if you have two choices you may you may take your chance on a small contest against going against you know not going against him on it.
1: Travis Clark from the Clark Crew barbecue team joining me here on the show. They won the Royal George Holy Smoke barbecue showdown in Kansas City, Colorado this past weekend with a 694.8 almost. Well, it's rounded it up 695. Uh, so you're sitting second in the KCBS team of the year right now uh, behind Darren Worth, Iowa Smoky D's, who was obviously a very consistent cook. He's a uh, uh, very successful cook in some of the, the big competitions. Uh, you know, where we're sitting here now, uh, almost, well, I mean, we're uh, right at halfway uh, for the calendar year here. Uh, you know, what do you like about Clark Crew Barbecue right now, and, and what do you think might need any type of tweaking here as you start into the second half of the season?
6: You know, I'm pretty happy. All four meats right now, which is, which is a first. I mean, all last year I struggled with brisket. I mean, you go back and look, we were top 10 and everything and we were 120th or something in brisket i mean that was our that was really killing us you know and we switched over this year with you know the kansas city barbecue store um you know they were hooking us up with snake river Farms brisket. so i've been cooking them all year i think i've just got so much more consistent you know cooking the same brisket last year i cooked anything from choice prime snake river farms i cooked so many different kinds of brisket i think cooking the same thing consistently has helped us helped us a
1: lot were you cooking different ones because it was just what you could get your hands on or were you trying to continually change and, and find well, a, a mark that would hit one week so you could then continue to buy it what was the deal going on there
6: I we had always been a a choice team cooking choice brisket i mean you know we you know we won brisket at the royal cooking the choice brisket I and mean, then it was just you know it, it went went good for us and then I don't know. It just kind of seemed like I came out and what I was doing with a choice wasn't working last year. And so we cooked a couple primes and then we cooked a couple wagyu And I just didn't really, I didn't really cook them good. I, you know, I didn't really know how to cook them, you know, and once you kind of figure it out, they're a very forgiving piece of meat. You know, it's a lot harder to overcook one of them than it is a choice. And, you know, I think just, you know, I didn't, you know, I, I bit the bullet, you know, I'm thinking, I don't want to spend that kind of money for a brisket. And then when you, once you start cooking them, you know you kind of start thinking, ah, oh, that's why everybody's doing it. You know, they're they're a lot better brisket for sure. D-
1: did you like hire somebody in to, to give you classes on how to cook it, or is it just practice and trying to figure out well, how they how they came you know, up? It, or what kind
6: of helped me a, a couple different ways. You know, uh, you know Rod Rod Gray helped me a bunch on it. You know, David Qualls, me and him talk all the time. You know, I I helped him with a couple things. He helped me in a couple things, and you know, talking with Talking with guys like that, and it you know it helped helped tremendously.
1: Travis Clark joining me here on the show. Um, Travis, when you look at where you are now, you've settled on the Snake River Farms. Uh, are you you know good to go with with the other proteins as well, or do you do some changing out depending on you know where you're going to be cooking?
6: The the one thing I've I've swapped around brands is ribs. You know, I, I struggle to find ribs down here. Uh, the, my, I was always buying my pork butts at Sam's. I like the IVP green label pork butts. You know, they they got rid of them and switched over to Seaboards. And then I finally found another, another Sam's Club that has them. You know, uh, actually, Qualls told me about that. He said he, they got them down there, so I'm driving 30 miles to Sam's Club to buy my pork butts now. But, you know, I'm kind of back to happier having them. And then ribs. Now, not real picky on what brand, as long as I can find good ones, that seems to be the challenge every week
1: so you make the jump to snake river farms uh, or kansas city barbecue store is is uh, maybe sponsoring them for you so you're able to to get them consistently but you know there there has been however big or small or medium movement afoot on the pork stuff as well have you started looking into the the duroc type stuff for pork bud and for ribs
6: i cooked I cooked i cooked a lot of them yep and I just wasn't wasn't happy with the with the smaller cut of meat. I guess, you know the what I the way I cook, you know, pretty hot and fast. I like, you know, I, I like the bigger pork butt, you know, and a bigger bigger selection of the money muscle. Um, I like the bigger thicker ribs, and you know, Compart's are necessarily known for that. But then on the other trade off, I also think Compart has the best flavor, you know, out there. I mean, it's a very great tasting pork. A lot of fat, a lot of marbling. It Just uh, I don't know. I, and we did okay with them last year. Most of the year last year, we cooked a lot of compart, and, and and you know, and we we finished well with it. It's just you know, I was I've been ordering them, in, and I wasn't getting them consistent. I guess I'd get them in and wasn't happy with them. And when you pay that kind of money, you know, you you need to cook it. And now we're trying to cook a rib. You know that you can go to go to Sam's Club and I can sort through some and and buy a pack of ribs that that I feel are good.
1: Travis, when you talk about hot and fast or that you cook hot and fast, uh, it's a term that's been around for ages now. It was sacrilege uh, 10 years ago. I mean, nobody ever cooked hot and fast except Myron Mixon, and it seems to be a, a trend that a lot of people are using now. Would you say, I mean, you get around and do a number of competitions all over the country, would you say that the majority of folks that you see are cooking, you know, 350 degrees plus, or do you still see the majority, you know, down into that traditional barbecue temperature of you know 225 to to
6: 275 i I think the majority are 275 and up you know i don't necessarily know about the 350 you know now definitely a lot of cans out there you know a lot of you know a lot of them gateway drums getting out there and i mean all those guys are cooking hot um there there is some guys that cook all little slow, but the majority of them guys are cooking really hot um you know i'm a 275 up and up guy you know my brisket goes on 400 to water and 50 degrees, um, you know, for for a while, and then I back it back down before the rest of my meat goes on. But, you know, I mean, I used to be 275 everything, and you put my, my ribs at that. I took all my small meats at 275. You know, I've tried cooking them hotter, and I just it just didn't
1: work for me. So with the brisket when you cook it hotter when you were doing it at 275 you were obviously getting a product that you were, you know, happy with you go to the 400 450 whatever you said and I mean it's it's, it's much hotter. Uh, so the end product like how did it differ at all? I mean, did it differ at all?
6: It to me it, it seems like it's it retains the moisture better for some reason, you know, I don't know if it's it and, and keep it in there, but I know I have a lot of moisture brisket when I do it and hell, you know Darren Worth does. It's got to be right, you know. So,
1: uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, flavor profile wise, uh, what do you see that's working for you, and, and and what are you liking right now?
6: Well, you know, my flavor profile don't have a. I don't use a lot of the rubs on the top one hundred list. But uh, <laughs> holy just, shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that too soon for that. Is that too soon.
1: Uh, no, it's never too soon. You know me.
6: <laughs> no, I. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a pretty basic, pretty basic guy. You know, I use some West Coast roads, that uh, you know Cosmos. Rods. You know, I use I use all my sponsors. I, I don't use one thing that I'm not sponsored with. Well, take it back. I do use some slabs, but I mean, it's I'm a pretty basic. You know, I, I used to I used to really try to venture out. When I first got into it, God, I bought like everything you could buy. I mean, tons and tons, and was trying everything. And then, you know, as it went on, you kind of figured out that it was more about cooking it right than it was the flavor profile. You know, I mean, I I, I literally did two complete different porks back to back weekends. And one pork one weekend, and one eighty pork the next weekend. One was with my brisket rub, and one was with my pork rib. It was completely, completely different. Rubs, you know, and hell, I think, you know, that just really made me decide that, you know, you gotta cook it right.
1: What kind of a pro or let me ask you this question. When you are keeping track of the scores and you start to see maybe a category start to fall off, and at what point do you determine that, okay, X amount of time has passed and A, I guess do you you set up time frames so if things start to drop off over a certain period of time, you know, once it gets to this point, these are this is a time frame that we need to start making changes. And then once you've determined that a change or a tweak needs to be made, how much of a tweak do you make and then, you know, pan it out to the to the next set of judges to see if it works or not?
6: Well, my pork was my pork was really running that line. We started out last year we were strong in it. I started out with the same exact recipe this year. It was going really well. We were we were doing really, really good in a couple first place calls, a couple really high calls. Then I went four or five weeks in a row with bad. I mean, like taking 30th, you know, and you're sitting there thinking, man, what is happening here? You know, it just wasn't going good, you know. And I sit there and I did make a couple tweaks on my sauce. I started mixing in some fine swine with my sauce, you know, and, and that helped a little bit, you know. So then you sit there, well, then I just dropped one rub. And, you know, I get thinking, well, maybe I'm putting too much rub off. So I just dropped one of my rubs completely. You know, I had three rubs on it. I went down to two rubs. And, you know, it it seemed like, well, okay, we're getting more of a smoke flavor now. We're getting that. You know, and I didn't really change anything after that. And then it started hitting again. You know, so, you know, I don't really know. I probably should have been practicing at home and and trying to, to improve that. But when you're cooking every weekend, you just really don't have time to, you really don't have time to do it. You know, and I've been I've been toying around with you know, like this weekend I did, you know, two butts. I did three butts total. I did two the way I've been doing it and did one one butt another way just to try something and wasn't happy with one either day, you know, with the ones that I was trying. I tried one at Canyon City and, and a loved one. You know, I tried a different butt, so three different flavor profiles and the ones that I was tweaking I, I wasn't happy with.
1: Travis Clark joining me here on the show, pitmaster of the Clark Crew Barbecue Team. Uh, Travis, where are you going to be competing at next?
6: Um, this weekend we go up to Mayetta, Kansas. It's up uh, north of Topeka. It's a, it's a nice contest up there, it's at a casino. Um, then the next weekend after that, we've got that taste of Dallas down there in Dallas. It's like eighteen teams, invitational deal. So,
1: you looking forward to that? You like invitationals?
6: Um. Yeah, they're fun. You know, I mean, it, it, you know, I hate the fact that you don't get points for anything. You know, I don't like that. But, I mean, they're fun. They're good money. You know, and it, this one's a little different. It's a kind of a three-day deal. We have to cook some people's choice things. Uh, we got to do, like, ribs and chicken one day. Then the next day we do a full KCBS cook, you know, and turn it in just like you normally would. But we also have to do people's choice pork and brisket. Which turn in 30 minutes after your contest meets so that's going to really pose a challenge you know cooking on my jambo there ain't a hell of a lot of extra
1: room to cook that much mm-hmm. extra meat so we're going to uh, have
6: to get get creative for sure
1: the second half of the year i remember having a conversation with rod gray a couple of years ago and saying hey here's who's leading team of the year right now and he said yeah yeah that's all well and good but this portion of the season going forward is where you're going to be able to separate the uh, girls and the boys. So, are you making a concerted run here for team of the year this year, or are you going to stay with it and if gonna, it happens? I'm going to cook a lot.
6: Yeah. I don't know if that's going to give me a shot at it. You know, we're gonna, we've probably still got you know 15 to 20 contests we're planning on doing. Um, you know, a few of those are invitationals. You know, so I'm probably about halfway through the contest that points matter. You know, so, I mean, obviously you got to, you know, I was looking now, I have to finish sixth or better, know well, I got a sixth and a fifth to drop off, and then after that you got to start winning. You know, that that kind of takes the fun out of it and really kind of sucks. But, you know, it just, you know, if it's there to do it, obviously you'll try to make a push. Last year we were cooking really good, and I just ran out of vacation time, and I couldn't, couldn't do anything this year. I'm trying to leave myself in a position that if it is reachable to try, going to be pretty hard to catch guys like Darren. It's going to be pretty hard to catch him.
1: Travis Clark is the pitmaster of the Clark Crew Barbecue Team, and they just won the Royal George Holy Smokes uh, Barbecue Contest. That I'm uh, sorry, Barbecue Showdown in Cannon City, Colorado, this past weekend. Travis, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming out. All right. thank you. You got it. There he is, Travis Clark. He wins a lot second overall KCBS team of the year right now and is doing very well hitting on the proverbial all cylinders and the profiles are there so look for him he'll be in uh, Topeka this coming weekend and then Dallas after that for an invitational so if you were not invited to that invitational you won't be competing against him you will perhaps see the results on the weekly barbecue roundup if that's even posted maybe not as he said it's kind of double-edged sword i mean great to be invited to places but when you don't get any points for them maybe you want to go to places that have points i can understand that you know what else i can understand a public service message to all the barbecue brothers and sisters from one of your show sponsors, Stephen DeFranco of Stephen DeFranco Jewelers, who is also a self-admitted barbecue junkie. That's right. Father's Day is coming up this month in June. What to get, dear old dad? New clothes that he won't wear? No. New shoes that'll cover with barbecue sauce? <laughs> I don't think so. How about a new tie? How about no? Stephen DeFranco Jewelers has the perfect answer from Steve himself. A new watch. Steve has an incredible selection of watches that would be perfect for dear old dad and who wear them as well. a watches. Why spend a ton of money on a watch if you don't have to? Bulova watches, stylish, affordable, starting under 200 bucks. Some of these watches are in traditional court styles, retro-styled automatic versions, you have chronographs, you have skeletons. Traditional styles fill out the a line of timepieces. Then you have the Bulova Precisionist. I have one. It's the most accurate watch in the world. I have one. Exclusive movements of the Bowl of a Precision is breakdown. Secondhand movement at 16 seconds per second, giving that second hand a smooth moving appearance. Steel and titanium versions are available as well. Then you have the Accutron. I got one of those. High end without the high price. Cadillac, the Bowl of a Alive. The, the Accutron is the pinnacle of high end design without breaking the bank. Starting below $600, the Accutron watch gives you the high end style, quality, and lifestyle without breaking the bank. Citizens, are you gadget junk? course you are your barbecue guy citizens perfect for the gadget junkie eco drive technology converts light into energy powering your watch perfectly and accurately need a timer for your barbecue cooking some citizens have multiple timers along with alarms wow multiple time zones philip and company that's right the high-end european watch companies use swiss movements from a company called the eta philip hand assembles his watches personally using eta movements and hand-picked components starting at 895 Philips watches not only have an elegant European style, but they're affordable. All of phillips watches serial numbered and registered with Philip himself. All watches, of course, from Stephen DeFranco Jewelers, come with the exclusive Watch Performance Package, including a one-year extension, the manufacturer's warranty, free engraving, free watch batteries for the life of the watch, and free polishing cloth. All of this at no charge. What do you have to do? Go to stephendefranco.com, pick out the new watch, call Steve four four zero. 943-2700 tell me your barbecue brother or sister and he'll give you the real discounted price of the watch, not allowed by the manufacturer to show the real discounted price on his website, and as always Steve will ship the watch to you for free, what? 440-943-2700 he will help you take it from there, I will have Donnie Bray coming back right after this, stick around we'll be right back
3: Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs. And the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show.
1: All right, welcome back. to 2096 Greg at the BBQ Central your two ways to get in touch with me thanks again to Travis Clark for joining me this past segment joining me now current KCBS team of the year winner of the Rotary Club of Bearden Q Fest this past weekend in Knoxville Tennessee and friend of this show Donnie Brady from Ward County chapel joining me here on the show Donnie how are you appreciate you making time tonight Donnie as always and uh, I mean, I guess all I can say is, holy shit, seven twelve. I'm with. That's a huge up. number,
5: man. Holy shit. The <laughs> <laughs> only, yeah. only thing I can say is, you know, we had a we had a seven ten the week before. Yeah. Um, you know, our, our judges are pretty hungry down here right now. So, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I know it's high. It, it, it's a high score, but you know, at least I had the highest. You know, it's still a win. But, um, you know, last year, we, uh, our team of the year, uh, we didn't have a lot of help with our chicken. And um, so I think that what we've seen the last two weeks is uh, a chicken program sort of coming together. And four, you know, really good calls is what it takes to be in the 700. So uh, whether it's a fluke or not, I'll just keep trying and hope not.
1: Uh, I think one week you could possibly make an argument for a fluke, but two weeks plus 700, definitely not a fluke. But then when you look at the overall scores, I mean, fourth place was 700, uh, almost 700 even. Third place was 702.2. Second place was 710.8. And then you had a 712. I mean, one through four, any other contest, well, shit, uh, two through four, any other contest in the country, they're winning. Uh, uh, Well, I don't know. I'm telling you what, you go back through and you look at the results of this past week. You had your 712, you got the other 700s here. There were a bunch of 700 plus, 708s, I mean, this was a, uh, I don't know if it's a record-breaking weekend, but there were a lot of plus 700s this past weekend all across the board.
5: I know the ones that, that I've been to, you know, we just seen some really good cooks that, that's getting four calls. And, you know, we're talking four calls that's, that's way down in the single digits, and that's going to produce some good numbers. Um, you know, I was, I, I was sitting there with the good calls that I had this weekend and, and just extremely afraid uh, that Rob, you know, may have had me. And when I got the second, case, uh, second place call in Brisket, I was still highly concerned with that being up. Uh, and the same thing the week before, I had three third-place calls, uh, or four third-place calls, and uh, the other two teams uh, smoked me silly, which is one of the teams that's just really doing good, and also Barry Johnson, uh, and they had 180, so, you, you know, I just didn't know. Just, Everybody's just cooking really good right now, and the uh, only thing I can say is uh, I'm lucky, and, uh, you know, I just got a, a chicken thing that's really come around over the last couple of weeks.
3: So
1: what what didn't you what didn't you like about the chicken, or what can you decipher that uh, maybe wasn't as, as as hitful with the chicken, and and what changes did you make in order to to get yourself in a better position?
5: Wow, that's uh, <laughs> you know, with all the things that went on the last couple of days, this is going to open up a new can of worms. But <laughs> um, you know, my chicken's just been sort of bland, um, and all the years that I've been cooking uh, I've been getting it really, uh, I think working moisture and, and not having, uh, a, a really good pop. And, uh, you know, the West Coast offense flavor profiles. Sterling's been working really hard with me and trying to bring them into my program. And, uh, we took, uh, some of these that really jump out flavors. He showed me how to use them and, uh, uh, we really had it going on pretty good three weeks ago in Sevierville. We had three really good calls and sort of messed up on the sauce mixture. Uh, I wrote it down wrong, and Tracy didn't. She 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 done what I wrote, but it wasn't right. So we knew we was coming around, and then uh, we put that into play week before last and last week. So we, we just got some flavor profiles that just went crazy. And uh, it, it's really hard for a judge to turn it down, you know. They all they want is good food, and uh, but you got to make it pop, and it, and it can't be too stout, you know. They can't really identify things, uh, or they'll pick on you. But uh, that that's really where where we're at.
1: I was going to say when when you're talking about things popping, is it something where it's a, it's more sweet or it's more savory or it's just something that they're like. Ah, it's just really good, and I can't, uh, as you said, they can't, uh, they can't identify it because then you might be putting yourself in a position to go one way or the other.
5: Well, you know, really, it, uh, you know, the whole secret to the barbecue life is the flavor profile being sweet, heat, salt, and smoke, and a balance of. So you know, you can. It's pretty easy to get something that's sweet, but you know, you got to get those flavor profiles that will hang on and complement one another. And uh, and and if not, you can get some bland spots. And and although it's not rocket science, it really is to be able to to uh, to put these flavors together, and let them work work together, and actually complement one another. And uh, that's what I've been. That's what I've seen the last two weeks. And that's what, other than luck and and Lady Karma sort of letting me turn me loose a little bit. That's what I've seen happen the last couple of weeks.
1: Donnie Bray joining me here on the show, pitmaster of Warren County pork choppers, uh, talking about the win this past weekend over in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, do you like? I mean, you're a Kentucky guy, uh, headquarter wise. Uh, do you like getting out into Tennessee and uh, you know some of the surrounding areas, or if you had your druthers, would you just rather stay in Kentucky and do the winning there?
5: In, you know, I, I really don't do well in Kentucky. My favorite two states is Tennessee and Florida uh kentucky i'm going uh last year making a run for team of the year i dodged kentucky quite a bit (laughs) this weekend i'm going back uh i'm actually be i'll be in bardstown kentucky and some of the ones that i dodged last year i'm i'm going to take these new west coast offense flavor profiles and just go full force straight into them and not dodge them Mm -hmm. um you know, I, I, I've been blessed. I, I, I got the team of the year. I tied for it in 2013, but that don't mean I'm giving up this year. I, I'd still like to be one of the guys. You know, I want to be in that top group, and uh, it, it's a hard place to be. I, I mean, it, it's uh, anybody that hadn't done it doesn't realize that what it takes and just what Travis is doing right now. You know, he just drove all those miles to go from um, all the way from his house to Georgia and, and, and win, it is such an effort that I don't think unless you actually live it that you can understand the effort it takes to put into what he's doing, what I've done, what uh, the teams in, in the past, the last 40 of us.
1: Donnie Bray, Warren County Pork Choppers, joining me here on the show. Donnie, I think we talked earlier in the year kind of you know recounting the win and the, the overall team of the year victory last year and how you're carrying it into this year. I mean, will you be – Will you be putting yourself in a in a position to try and repeat again on purpose? Or if you find yourself in a position to repeat, you'll continue down that path, but it's not on the forefront?
5: No, you know, because of karma, I won't sit and say that I'm <laughs> open for it or I'll jump out like that. I, I'm going to repeat what you said in your last uh, segment there. Uh, what Rod Gray said, you know, August is going to separate the men from the boys and I'm doing everything that I can with my new flavor profiles to put myself in a position by August to see if I am uh, can separate the men from the boys. But I got a ways to go right now. Uh, but if I can get myself into that, I'm willing to put in what it takes. Um, I think I got 24 more cooks in, in the works for the rest of this year. I had some things that uh, weddings, my youngest daughter getting married. Some of the things that I've done, some uh, actually some really fun things that uh, that I did uh, for charities with uh, with the Big Papa Smokers and uh, all of the the uh, country music stars, and we just we was into just so many things. It's been fun, and now it's time to really buckle down and see if we can actually get ourselves in a position. Um, to, to get out there and cook with those guys. I know Darren will be there, and, and I'm, I know Travis will be there, and Qualls will be there, and I, I'd like to be there with them.
1: You know, we talk a lot about meat and purveyors of meat, and I know you have a, a meat sponsor for the team. Uh, you know, what do you like about your particular, uh, you know, meat purveyor? What are they giving you that you think gives you an advantage when you go in to a contest each and every weekend?
5: Do uh, you want individual categories? We got enough time for that. Sure, or you
1: absolutely.
5: Uh, you know, I, first of all, I start out with chicken that uh, Springer Mountain Farms. Um, you know, they uh, I can get chicken that is actually as symmetrical. I don't, I'm, I'm not having to to take a hundred pieces and put it together to make twelve, and you know that's uh, that's a really good thing. Uh, a secret to me in my pork and and. Uh, the butts and ribs. I, I use Hormel. That's a cheap brand that you know we can get about anywhere. That I think is the best on on the market. You know, I really like using some enhanced um, meat that is. Uh, they they say it's got 12%. It's enhanced with 12% of a patented thing that makes your babies be born naked. I don't know what they do, <laughs> but I really like it. Um, wait,
1: wait, wait. Hold on a second. You like injected meat?
5: I do. Horseshit. I'm
1: gonna. I'm calling horseshit on team of the year right now. I mean, I'm just saying. Nobody else is gonna say it, but I'm calling horseshit. That's fine. All right, go ahead. I just, go ahead.
5: I, I like. I like a piece of meat that I don't have to work too hard to make it tender.
1: Yeah.
0: Um,
5: and then, of course, uh, you know Snake River Farms, and I bounce between the black and the gold. But uh, you know, it, it's. Uh, I think no matter what you cook, cook it every week. Buy the same thing and make your timelines work out, and you're fine.
1: Do you, uh Do you turn in like all ports, uh, all parts of the, the pork butt, or are you just I know a lot of teams will do cook the butt for the money muscle, and that's all they're turning in, uh, because that's what they feel the judges want, and it's a consistent cut versus having to kind of plug through and you know, do a bunch of other stuff on the butt. What do you like to do?
5: You, you know, I hadn't been able to make that work. Uh, myself, I like the money muscle, and then what uh, you know, the center there we call the roast. I work really hard to cook that to where it's not dry. You know, that's when you look at a pork butt sandwich. That's that's what you that's a type meat that you see. If I can get that, that's what I'm wanting to put in there is a money muscle and that uh, chunks. You know, the horn, the the simple stuff is what I go for, but. Um, some, I, even, if I can't get the money muscle thing to work for me. If I put two in there, I'll, I, it seems like it drops my score in half. Uh,
1: as far as I'm going to change gears here, uh, very quickly, but I, uh, want to make sure that I mention this as far as, you know, classes go. I know I had a couple friends, uh, internally that, uh, took the class uh, a little bit ago and just raved and raved and raved about, the barn and the presentation and the audio visual and the fact that you were so open and free with all of your uh, ways that you do the competition stuff, as far as the cooking class is concerned, uh, are you doing more? And, and, you know, what did you think of it as a guy giving the class and, you know, the, the team leader, how did you find that experience?
5: You know, I, I love giving classes. i I love talking in front of people. I'm a very open person. Uh, I am doing one more this year because I owe people. They sold some Operation Barbecue Relief. They sold some for a benefit. So October 9th, I'm going to do one, just sort of clean up and pay my debts and, and uh, that kind of thing. But, um, no, I, I really, I pull my heart out to people. I like, uh, I want to be the best cook that I can be. And also in, as a teacher, I want to be the best that I can be. So for me to plead with them and try to be, uh, um, you know, I want to be their coach. I want to be, hey, you can do this. You know, it, it's just me. But I, you can sit here and tell everybody your flavor profiles. But, you know, if you can't do it, if you can't cook, it's not going to work. I, I, I give the a NASCAR thing. If you take Jimmy Johnson that's won everything there is to win and got the most highest paid people that's out there uh and i like kyle petty i rode across the united states with him on harley but you put kyle petty in the driver's seat they're not going to win you still got to drive you still got to cook and and nothing matters but that travis said it earlier you've got to cook it perfectly and the flavor profile it just needs to enhance a perfectly cooked piece of meat
1: Donnie bray joining me here on the show Donnie, where are you guys going to be cooking at here over the next couple weeks
5: I'll be in uh, Bartstown, Kentucky this weekend. Um, the next week I'll be, all these are really close, which is cool, but I'll be in Jeffersonville, Indiana, and then I'll be back in Bowling Green, Kentucky for the Sam's Club. That's uh, the next three weeks. And then uh, we're taking a week off for a little family cruise, and then we're going to strap itself to the plow and try to get to that <laughs> August thing. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of ground to, to try to make up by August and, set ourselves to where Rod Gray says, where we can be up there and uh, maybe uh, play with the big guy.
1: Donnie Bray won the Rotary Club of Beard and Q Fest this past weekend, him and the Warren County Pork Choppers team. Uh, that was in Knoxville, Tennessee. Donnie, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on. We'll do it again soon.
5: It's an honor to be here. Thanks Thank you. for having me.
1: Honor's mine. Absolutely. That's the team of the year right there. Pitmaster, KCBS. Donnie Bray, Warren County Pork Choppers. And look, uh, I might say it a lot, but I mean it a lot uh, about these guys. Uh, Class Act. To the point. Not holding any punches. Except for the Hormel injection. Come on. I know a rat. Come on. 12% injection. Babies born naked. (laughs) If you didn't know already... Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue. That's right. Number one dealer of Mac Pellet grills in the world. Big Papa Smokers features a wide selection of American-made grills and smokers, such as the Old Hickory Ace BP, Gateway Drum Smokers, even a drum kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers has also made a name for itself in recent years by crafting an award-winning line of championship rubs, from flavors, flavors like sweet money to happy ending. Their rubs have had a hand in winning almost every major barbecue competition, including the 2012 and 13 American Royal. The 2012 and 14 Jack Daniels, the 13 Kings for Challenge, and the 14 Houston, uh, Houston Livestock and Rodeo. 14 King the Smoker as well. Don't think that BPS can be pigeonholed just into competitive barbecue either. BPS have rubs have become so well known, they've been picked up by a nationwide restaurant chain. BJ's restaurant and brewhouse. With four of the nine BPS rubs featured on their permanent menu and amid glowing reviews, BPS rubs are now proven to be a great addition to anyone's pantry. Big Pop is also banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market. A competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profiles that competitive coach from across the country have begun to aim for. BPS website features an online meat locker with top quality meats from Snake River Farms. Ship right to your door. From American Kobe beef, caribou de pork, and Double R Ranch Meats, Big Papa's Meat Locker has something for every type of barbecue aficionado. Committed to bringing you the best barbecue flavors on the market, you can now get Swamp Boy sauce, a fine swine sauce, Granny's barbecue sauce. These are the new kids on the block this barbecue season. Big Papa also created a unique brand ambassador program. The BPS Elite team featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country, working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, the Big Papa Smokers has been able to do all this only in five years of being in business, turning the competition barbecue world on its head, providing customers with the very best barbecue products, becoming a stable of a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. Just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers. We're back to wrap up this show right after this. Stick around. We'll be Right back.
3: Smoke. Call 877 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rippey. Big B,
1: 216 220 Greg at the BBQ your two bits of contact info, if you want to jump in tonight. Thanks again for, uh, thanks again to Donny Bray for joining me this past segment. Look at the shout out to Do Red, Do When are you coming up to Cleveland, bro? The couch is cold without your rumpus kicking it. You could have done, like, a tag team interview with your boy there last night. That would have been money. Hope you're well, man. Hope you're well. A lot of people. Oh, yeah. All right. Could be sooner than later. Could be sooner than later. You know, I got a lot of emails. I mean, I don't know if you know it or not, but. The Facebooks was blowing up today between two... Po- well, one party doing a lot of the the flaming. Another party staying relatively tight. And, you know, the bottom line is I uh, am not going to weigh in on anything. It's not my place. And I think if you... You know, here's what I suggest. Do yourself a favor. Take both names of the people... And Google them, and then see what you find. Draw your own conclusions from there. That's all I'm saying. Rule number one of the show: no names, <laughs> please. Next show, we're gonna do rules of the show. All right, we got to get going here before I'm too late. I apologize. Uh, all the way back in the first hour, we talked with Heath Hall, Pork Barrel Barbecue. Then we talked with. Oh, where did? What is that? Whatever. We talked with Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue. Second hour. Travis Clark, Clark Crew Barbecue. And then Donnie Bray, Warren County Pork Chop. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Till next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.